Welcome to the Smarter Soccer Podcast. In this episode, we discuss how soccer players can handle blowouts. First off, let's give a definition of what a blowout is. When your team is beating another team by many goals, or just the reverse, your team is getting decimated by another team by many goals. Scores like 5-0, 7-0, 9-0, those are all considered blowouts in soccer. Okay, so you're being blown out by a much better team. The score is 6-0, and your team can barely make it to midfield without losing possession. Most of your teammates have their heads down and are barely even running anymore. What do you do? Blowouts are difficult when you're on the receiving end, but they do present some opportunities for you to develop both your mental and technical skills. The first order of business is to stop feeling sorry for yourself. Sure, you're getting shellacked on the field and it feels awful, but it happens to every soccer player. If you play soccer long enough, you'll find yourself on both ends of the equation many times. You'll get annihilated in some games and your team will dominate in others. What you should concentrate on is how you conduct yourself during both these scenarios. The game inside the game. If you're getting decimated by a superior team, you need to stop feeling despair and figure out how you can increase your impact no matter how small. Is the opposing midfielder dribbling by you every single time? If yes, think about how you can stop that from happening. Can I contain her so she can't simply fake me out every time? Can I also cut off a passing lane while I contain her to limit her options? If you notice that your new actions are forcing her to pass instead of dribbling right by you, it's a win. You can even start keeping your own score. Every time she passes, it's a point for you. Every time she beats you, it's a point for her. Doing something as simple as this creates a game inside the game. The scoreboard may say 7-0, but you're 3-1 in your own game. You're winning. What if every time you get the ball, the opponents steal it from you? Either they tackle you or they poke it away or simply body you off the ball and take it away. It seems hopeless and you start to wish the ball never comes your way. Not exactly what you signed up for, huh? Well, change the way you look at the game and the game will change. First thing you can do is change your mindset. Stay positive and create your own game inside the game. Instead of thinking, I don't want the ball, think, every time I get the ball, I'm going to focus on maintaining possession long enough to get off a good clean pass to a teammate. Every time I get off a pass, that's a point for me. Every time the other team takes the ball away, it's a point for them. Start thinking about how you can get your point each time. Since the other team is pouncing on me as soon as I get the ball, I need to know where I'm going to pass to before it comes to me. So I need to have awareness. Now, awareness is something we've discussed over and over and over again in our other podcasts. So if you're not familiar with awareness, go back now and listen to it because it is the foundation of game intelligence. Let me continue. I need to know where my teammates are and who's open. I probably need to play one touch too since I'll have no time to control it and look up. 
All right then, keep my head on a swivel, always optimize my positioning so I'm in open passing lane, find open space, ball is passed to me, move to it, one touch pass, boom, point for you. It's that simple. It doesn't have to be a huge, elaborate thing. Very simple actions yield points for you. Even if the score is a complete blowout, you're winning because you're doing the right things on the field in a small way. And guess what? At no point during your own game inside the game did you think about the score. In the two examples I just mentioned, you have created your own game inside the game to enhance your skills and take away something positive from a negative situation. Instead of feeling bad about yourself and your team, you've created situations where you can make small wins to improve. That's playing smart. Show class when dominating a weak team. Now let's flip the coin. Your team is blowing out a very weak opponent. The other team is demoralized and feeling miserable about themselves. You've been in the exact same situation and understand precisely how they feel. This is the time to show some class and behave in a manner that doesn't make the other team feel worse. In no way should you be excessively celebrating goals or whoop it up when a teammate performs a technical skill that leaves an opponent in the dust or laugh when a mishap befalls the other team. Instead, keep it respectful and even offer words of encouragement. If an opponent falls down, help them up. I have to tell you, the amount of admiration by parents, friends, fans will actually be far greater than you can imagine. You know why? Because displays of good character and athletics are few and far between these days. How many times you see somebody on an athletic field do the right thing, conduct themselves in a matter of respect? It's almost too rare, and it's a shame. In addition, blowing out an opponent offers you unique opportunities to play the game inside the game. If you're a defender, practice playing out of the back with quick, accurate passes. Or if you're reluctant to do this in competitive matches, try bombing up and go on the attack like a wingback. Just remember to recognize the moment your team loses possession so you can retreat back to your position. Midfielders and forwards can see how many consecutive passes they can achieve to practice possession and patience. Oftentimes in games with wide margins, your coach will sub in second and third string players. When one of these players comes into the game, let's call her Sarah, get with your teammates and quietly say, only Sarah can score. This achieves two goals. First, it allows one of your teammates to get some meaningful opportunities to have some success on the field. Second, since Sarah's skill level is below the starters, it reduces the chance of her actually scoring and the other team making some good defensive stops. That's a win for both teams. Lift up your teammates. In cases where your team is getting trounced by another team, you have the opportunity to be a leader. It's a lot easier to be a leader when your team is dominating, but when you're getting a decisive beatdown, your leadership skills will stand out to your teammates and coaches. When times are tough on the field, some players will often opt to be negative towards their teammates. Everyone is already feeling bad. Do you think piling on more negativity is going to help anything? Never. 
So be the light. Lift your teammates up by offering encouragement and positive reinforcement after good gameplay. Most likely, you're not going to come back from a 9-0 deficit. But your actions will not only impress the fans watching from the sidelines, it will make a significant impact on your coach. Why? Coaches want players on the field who lift up their teammates and are a positive influence. They don't want soccer players who stop working, are overly negative, and bring everyone down, no matter how good they are. Positive soccer players who elevate their teammates always get more minutes in a game. Smart, classy, and a positive influence. You certainly can win, even when you're getting blown out. That's all for this episode of the Smarter Soccer Podcast. To learn more about Smarter Soccer, please visit smarter.soccer. While you're browsing our Soccer Hacks blog or downloading our free resources, make sure you sign up for our newsletter and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at smarter underscore soccer for both platforms. If you have any comments, feedback, or suggestions for a future episode, please drop us an email, comments at smarter.soccer. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.